Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. Here we are again, Immigrant Nation. New week and another new episode. And like every week, I'd like to thank you for joining us and listening to us. May you be an old listener or a new listener. As long as you are here, I appreciate you. I also appreciate you for continually giving us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you can give a great review for the podcast. But most importantly, please continue to download, share, and listen. If you want to come on the podcast or if you want to chat, you can reach us through our social media at an immigrant's life or email us at an immigrant's life at yahoo.com and I'll be waiting for you. That's for me and now this is for you. This week's guest is an all-American girl that is very proud of her Central Asian background which she is tirelessly propagating. Listening to her will inspire you to be proud of your own ethnicity. Let's cut to the chase. Without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa dalawa tatlo. Today's guest is a future journalist and a social media sweetheart. She's also a polyglot singer that is as beautiful as a Vermeer painting. Everyone, please welcome Malika Burieva. Hi. Assalamu <laughs> alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, Malika. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Aaron? I'm good. I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to see you. I've been uh, kind of following you through the peripheral, your Instagram account. I'm Thank like, oh, you. She's cool. I'll have her on one day. And I'm glad <laughs> that you, can, you reach out. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Your work is absolutely admirable. And just oh. it's such an honor to be on this podcast. Thank you so much. I'm just talking <laughs> shit here. No. <laughs> That's what I do. I just like meeting cool people and talk to them. That's it. <laughs> but that's the best. Yeah, it is actually. I mean, yeah. I've, people have been asking me like, oh, what's your goal of the podcast? Oh, why? I'm like, yo, dude, to be honest, I just want to meet cool people and talk to them. Yeah. You know, and someday hopefully meet them in person and maybe they'll feed me with their food. I mean, yeah, who knows? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, if you're into Uzbek food, let me know. Hells Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, before we get into food and whatever else, mm-hmm. why don't you tell the people where they can reach you? Yes. Uh, so like what Aaron was saying, I'm a social media sweetheart, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, TikTok and Instagram is where you all, well, all of you could reach me. Uh, Malika.Bariva. Uh, M-A-L-I-K. I don't want to spell it out, but Malika.Bariva. Uh, I, have, um, I just have such a great not, I wouldn't say fan base. They're all my friends, technically. But um, I just love to represent social uh, social media, Central Asian representation on social media. And uh, it's just, I really advocate for it. The region just makes me very passionate. I absolutely love it so much. And it's really cool to reconnect with my roots as you know, an Uzbek Turkmen born in America, where I just, I I never had that growing up. So yeah, I just really hope that the future generation could possibly have something to look forward to uh, in terms of rep- representation as Central Asians. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so Speaking much. Of beautiful. Who created your logo? I love it. Oh, well, my, the the little picture with yeah. like the animated girl. Well, um, I don't know. That's the thing. So <laughs> I... Honestly, I got it from a TikTok video. And uh, ever since then, it's kind of just been like my staple. Like people know me from that icon and I have no clue who made it, to be honest with you. Uh, If anyone actually knows who made it, please let me know so I can give credits to them. Uh, I I just saw the picture and I was like, oh, my God, that kind of looks like me. And it was just perfect. Okay. You might be careful with this because people might be like saying like you stole the the logo, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Obviously, I didn't like steal it. <laughs> no, no, I'm a very, not. yeah, I'm a truthful person. I don't lie. Um, and especially during Ramadan, I can't lie. So mm. yeah, no, no, no. Uh, honestly, I have no clue. Honestly, if anybody's listening to this, if you're the creator that's listening to this, please let me know. Uh, I'll definitely give you credits. I absolutely love that picture. And I, I'll, I'll use it as often as I can, as long as you give me credit. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought it was you, to be honest, when I saw it. <laughs> I mean, I might as well. I might as well, but I can't really do that anymore because I'm kind of known for that little icon. Yeah, I guess. So. Oh, so is that what you use for your TikTok? I don't know anything about TikTok, by the way, unless other than the videos, that's it. Yeah, I'll definitely teach you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't I don't know. I've been thinking about it, but I'm like, ah. You know, social media, like Instagram's a lot of work already. I don't need mm. another extra thing, you know. I'm not I got you. as cool as you, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you mentioned that you're not really an immigrant. And I know you were born in Miami, Florida. Yes. How did your parents end up in Miami? So basically, I could literally talk about this topic all day. My parents' whole like immigration process, it's very interesting to me. And I don't know if I'm also, Aaron, I should be asking you this. Am I the first person on this podcast that is not an immigrant or am I actually no, the no, first No, no, there's person? a lot of Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm not like out of the blue no, no. here. Okay, good. Um, but um, yeah, so my parents, they immigrated from... Uh, Uzbekistan to America. And they first, they went to Queens, Queens, New York, because mm. they met with uh, Tamara Katayeva. She's this Bukharian Jewish, um, a person of Bukharian Jewish origin. That's also a singer and dancer, but she's from Tajikistan. And she lived in Uzbekistan for quite a long time. We met her uh, so many years later here in New York, in Brooklyn specifically. And uh, yeah, so they basically, she showed her like the ropes of like, hey, here's America, whatnot. But um, they originally came from uh, Uzbekistan because my mom was a journalist and that she's kind of like my inspo, not even kind of, she is my inspo. Mm. And uh, I look up to her. I look up to my father as well. My dad's a singer and my mom was a journalist at STV, uh, STV, Samarkand TV Kampanyasa, Samarkand Television and Radio Company. And they were basically having this program called coming to america and coming to america is basically this uh program where they're supposed to go out and film certain things uh in america obviously and my my dad was all up for it my that's how they met they my dad came to the studio and he was like i need to submit my tapes and uh, he saw my mom and he was like, wow, I've never seen someone so beautiful in my life. And then they fell in love and yeah, all that cheesy crap. But <laughs> basically they came to America and they really liked it. Uh, they came to Miami eventually. They really, really, really liked it. They didn't want to go back and everything kind of worked out. They got a green card and whatnot. Everything worked out for the best. They have an, Ameri an amazing American child uh, that they conceived in 2002. And uh, yeah, everything just kind of worked out for them. And they really like America. They're just... They're very like patriots when it comes to America. Like they're not even from here technically, but they just love America so much because they say that it gave me life. It gave me you. Uh, it's just such an amazing place. And yeah. Hmm. Immigrants are the most, the most loyal. Right, right. I, definitely. Because they appreciate what, you know, you in America, us in Canada, like we appreciate what we have here because there is a reason why we immigrated. Mm -hmm, exactly. You mentioned your mom was a journalist in Uzbekistan. She was she like on TV and like she's a yes. big star. Yeah, she was a correspondent. Uh, she wow. was like a journalist, correspondent, TV anchor. But TV anchor is kind of like a lower ranking. She was mostly a correspondent. Uh, mm. She helped out with like the newspaper and whatnot. She she worked all across the board, uh, and she used to write like monologues and whatnot. She's she's cool. She's a bad bitch. Like honestly, my mom's so cool, yeah. and she's like my biggest role model i love her so much and my dad oh my god i can't even get started on my dad <laughs> sure sure so your mom is a very driven woman yeah is she stricter than your dad <laughs> yeah because of her upbringing definitely um she had like a strict she had a strict dad and she had well not much of a strict mom but mostly a strict dad so it was just her upbringing the fact that she had so many siblings same with my dad as well so many siblings but my dad he's He's not as strict, but my mom, she's always like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I have to put her in the right way. I have to shift her in the right path and whatnot. And my dad, I mean, he's, he's like that, but he's more of like a softer, like mm. sense. Yeah. I could talk about my parents all day. I literally love them so much. I'm an only child. If you can't tell, mm -hmm. um, I don't have any siblings. Did they plan it to have only one child? Um, well, 
technically not. Uh, when they had me, it was definitely a gift. And then my mom couldn't conceive after that. Mm. And uh, she lost twins. And oh, it was kind sorry, of devastating. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, they... It, it was fine after that because my my mom was like, Alhamdulillah, you know, thank God that I still have uh, one kid and a daughter at that because mm. my mom always wished for a daughter. She didn't want a son for some reason because she said sons are like, they don't care about their parents. No offense. Excuse um, me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like my like because apparently they, they don't care much for like their parents and then they usually like go out and do stuff like drugs and whatnot and, and, and my, in my mom's eyes, uh, especially Uzbek boys, apparently. Um, but yeah, so they were just really happy that I came out and, you know, I'm just a bright ball of sunshine, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. So like I mentioned before, you're trying to be a journalist too. Did you take journalism because you want to impress your mom or is just you really want journalism? Well, she kind of inspired me. That's mm. the thing. She definitely inspired me. She really, she put me in the right path. Like like what I was saying, you know, she, mm-hmm. she really just shifted me into the right path and it was just perfect. Um, but also my dad's a singer, so I'm just really into singing as well, but mostly journalism is the right path for me. And like I said, I really advocate for central Asian representation and I feel like journalism could definitely help me out in that sense. Mm. You always like school? Um, when I was a child, I hated school because Mm. it was definitely the move from Miami, Florida, all the way to Brooklyn, New York, so I could get into my culture and whatnot, but it was definitely the move that affected me. So I never really went to, I went to school, but not a lot. Uh, not as much as I should have went. I, I did have a lot of absences. Um, and, but then later on school kind of like brought out the best in me. I, I made friends in high school and like at the end of middle school, I, I, I was bullied a lot when I was in elementary school mm-hmm. because I had a unibrow, you know, I was hairier than most girls, what have you, Central Asian genes, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I, I don't know, I think, I think it got better later on and I started to come out of my shell a lot more. I was always very energetic and I guess that was just very annoying for kids at that age, but later on, I just... I think I I think I got into the rhythm of school a lot more, but I love school now. I absolutely mm. love it. I love the socializing aspect. I love going to campus. I go to college now, so everything's everything's really good when it comes to me in school now. We have a better relationship now. <laughs> I mean, you're an extrovert, you know, like that's yeah. your thing. Like, mm-hmm. if yes, I understand when you're young, kids are kind of find you annoying. Even I'm pretty sure now, but you know what, dude, forget about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. You know what I love when I was reading about you was you volunteered as a translator for parents. I never thought that this is like a spot. Like, this makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How was that experience? Um, I don't know where you read that, by the way. Where'd you read that? Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) I love you and your research, man. Um, But yeah, so uh, when I was in high school, to bring out my community service and whatnot. Uh, it was very important for seniors to graduate with a certain amount of community service, but I definitely exceeded that apparently uh, due to the fact that I was doing this, um, this community service type work. But um, basically you're supposed to, if you speak a certain language, if you're bilingual, which was very uh, common within people in my school, because I went to a very diverse school in Brooklyn, but uh I am bilingual in Uzbek and I I was very into like translating and I really wanted to get into at the time I really wanted to get into the United Nations and uh be like a translator at the time but it didn't really work out but I wanted to bring out my you know like my experience and I was into like student ambassadoring which is what it was called and I translated for parents uh, in PTA meetings and parent-teacher conferences uh, from English to Uzbek and Uzbek to English and vice versa and whatnot. And it all kind of worked out because I was really into it. Uh, I was always looking forward to them because I got to socialize with the parents and I got to learn about like, uh, you know, how Uzbek kids are at the time, you know, the immigrant Uzbek kids. And I was, I, you know, I'm, I'm American. I was born in America. I was born and raised in American soils. So it was cool to see like a shift between uh, me and, uh, immigrant Uzbek kids and how those parents are kind of, uh, you know, they take care of their kids 
uh, and how they look at their kids' um, education. Mm -hmm. Because of that experience, is that made you closer to your culture? Absolutely. Yeah. And just overall, how my parents, they, you know, brought me up, my journalist mom and my singer dad, and how I'm really into like, uh, just the arts of Uzbek culture and just Uzbek culture in itself. I absolutely, I absolutely love and adore. And it was also that too, just ever since I was little, it's, it's always been connecting. Mm, for sure. Yeah. I love that you're in love with Uzbek culture, but yeah. you've never been there. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. I was supposed to go before the pandemic, but then the mm. pandemic obviously hit and, uh, Yeah, where we are. (laughs) Was there a reason why your parents never brought you? No, it's not really that. I just I was never into my culture at the Hmm. when I was very little. Complete opposite of me now. But you know, when when American kid, uh, when an American child is you know brought up in a very like kind of whitewashing Western way, uh, they don't really get into their culture as much. And I was definitely one of those kids. I really didn't like my culture, especially growing up uh, in middle school, sort of in high school as well, because I saw how Uzbek kids acted uh, in Brooklyn and they're just, they ain't it. Uh, And it definitely kind of steered me away from it. But then I got more into it when, uh, well, I just definitely got into it in general when COVID hit. And when the pandemic, you know, came and the world suddenly stopped and closed and it definitely brought me more into it. And I just, all I want to do is go to Uzbekistan now. (laughs) Sure. You're going to love it. That's where your soul is. Yeah, of course. You know, going back to about you not liking your culture when you were younger, was it based on shame or is just apathetic towards it? I, it was also kind of in shame because I saw Mm. how the weird Uzbek boys acted uh, in middle school and high school. And it was like, why do I have to be Uzbek? <laughs> why How about are they Uzbek so girls? Uh, no, the girls were very, they were very obedient, very nice, but it was just the boys really. And it kind of steered me away from it. And I was like, oh, why? Um, but when I was very little, I wasn't really into it because I felt like I was being forced into my culture to like it and whatnot. And I kind of understand it from my parents' point of view, because it's, I mean, of course they want their kid to be into their culture after all, due to the fact that they never grew up with that. And Mm -hmm. it was definitely just my upbringing that kind of steered me away from it. But at the same time, it's kind of steering me towards it, obviously at the moment. Sure. Your parents sounds like liberal people, but how was it growing up as an American child and having immigrant Uzbek parents? Um, well, they're quite liberal, but they're also kind of conservative because of the time that they grew up in. They grew up during the Soviet Union mm. when Uzbekistan was, like I said, part of the Soviet Union. And uh, under like under a time where they were combined under like all of these multiple cultures. And, you know, it was kind of it was kind of cool to grow up during a time where so many cultures were combining and so many of these people were saying, Hey, hello, salam, uh, you know, whatever, what have you. And it was just, it was just something at the time. And I think that definitely reflected upon me because now I live amongst all of these cultures in Brooklyn and I'm like, hi, how are you? And it's cool to see all these cultures mixing. And it definitely brought me into a world of where I really wanted to focus on my culture and really bring it all out. And that's that's kind of what TikTok is here for. That's kind of what Hmm. social media exists for. Not even kind of, just it is there uh, to spread a message. And my message is, pay attention to Central Asian culture, you guys. It's so cool. (laughs) The region is entirely diverse and so amazing, you guys. Like, come on. (laughs) Completely agree. I mean, you guys are, see, ever since um, I met Dana, who is a, you know, Kazakhstani. Yeah, she's also my friend, yeah. yeah, She, like, I always tell her, like, I'm so grateful to you. You opened me up to these amazing people, to this amazing culture. And I, Mm -hmm. I, I joke around that, like, I'm a Central Asian now, you know? Yeah. Because the support is, like, overwhelming and i love it i appreciate yeah. it you know and the philippines is absolutely amazing you're filipino correct yes 
Yeah. And it's beautiful. Like, oh my gosh, the island and it's literally an island and it's just so gorgeous. And the Tagalog is so beautiful. It's such a beautiful language. And yeah. It's all right. I mean, it can get it could get aggressive. Depends on who's <laughs> speaking. Because where I'm from, we speak aggressive. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how just it how it is. I, get that. I appreciate that. Yeah, Uzbek is the same way. <laughs> Did you able to do quote unquote American child experience like sleepovers and whatnot? <laughs> well, my parents, they're quite strict, especially since I I'm an only child. I'm Muslim. I'm a girl. You know, all hmm. of that factors in. And I did have sleepovers here and there, but my dad's always like, who? Where? Why? How? And it's always like those skeptical questions. And it gets so annoying from time to time. Uh, like till this day, I probably only went to like two, three sleepovers. Uh, very few. I was never allowed to date. Till this day, I'm actually not allowed to date. I'm literally 20 now. <laughs> till this day, I'm not supposed to date because if one, they have to be Central Asian. And two, um, because it always leads to like other things. And <laughs> the devil's tango. <laughs> and um, also like I have to wait till marriage. You know, ma- marriage, yeah, you have to go to Trashu, which is basically like this date. I said it with such an accent, by the way, because, hmm. you know, American vibes. But um, it, it's basically like a date that you're supposed to have with like uh specifically in Uzbek, we're like a Central Asian. It's very common in Middle Eastern Central Asian cultures. You just go out with them for like a date or two. You go to go out to like a restaurant or whatever. And um, you like sit down, talk about your lives, your future, whatnot, uh, your families. And uh, that's what my parents, they want from me, but not really. My my mom, she very, she strives for me falling in love because that's how she met uh, my, my dad. They fell mm. in love and it was just perfect. And they, they're always like, I'll make dua for you. I'll make prayer for you so you can meet the right man. Has to be Uzbek, whatnot. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. But <laughs> definitely the sleepover part, very uncommon. Hmm. How do you feel about that when they say that, oh, you have to marry an Uzbeki or, you know, Central Asian? I mean, a Central Asian I'm fine with. Uh, like, that's that's fine, but... Uzbek's like, I know how Uzbek guys act, you know, like I, I know how they act. So it's like, are you really going to really just really, you know, there's no, there's not many good Uzbek guys left anymore. I feel like uh, if you're out there, let me know. But <laughs> just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. That's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. you have time. Yeah. Right. I'm only 20. Exactly. You know, yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Another one that I like is you have a beautiful voice. Thank you. And you keep on mentioning that your dad is a singer too. I guess that's where mm-hmm. you got it from. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Have you thought of auditioning to like The Voice or American Idol, stuff like that? When I was a kid, I really wanted to do that. But mm. I thought, well, my parents were always like, your studies are very important. You know, you have to find an actual stable career. Uh, and this is just this is just extra. This is just extra stuff in your life. And I'm like, I understand. Yeah, you're completely right. So they completely convinced me to move on to like actual real studies. Um, but I am really into like The Voice and American Idol. I always, I always wondered, like, if I auditioned and if I somehow like won or whatever, what would my life be now? Uh, but I really am into like The Voice and American Idol. I was always just so starstruck by it. And you never tried? No, not really. I didn't really think I I had much of a voice at the time. I, I didn't think because it's so competitive, you know, and those people like they really they've had years of practice. Like I've I never had years of practice. I usually just sing by myself because it's fun. Mm. Yeah, but you have the soul. I do, I guess. I mean, I, I get it. I, I'm, I watch your, some of your videos you're seeing. To be honest, one of your videos, I thought it was fake. I thought you just like lip syncing. So many like, people think that, yeah. I'm like, this is like, she, she's so good. So I thought it was a lip syncing, you know? Till yeah, no. You did another one. I'm like, oh, no, no, this is her voice. Yeah. This is, and your voice is beautiful. Thank you so much. You know why? You know why people think that's because I record with this mic that you're looking at right now, the Yeti mic. Hmm. And um, my phone doesn't have like enough good quality, uh, sound quality for me to record on it. Uh, so I just use my mic, you know, I got it for so much money, like I might as well just use it hmm. by myself and record on GarageBand and whatnot. And I use it for basically all my videos when it comes to singing, uh, unless I actually just use my phone. But 
I just feel as though this one has better sound quality and I could change the reverb. I could mm-hmm. auto-tune, but I don't really use auto-tune. And I could just, every, everything works out and I just import it on my phone. I put the sound on top of it and then I lip sync to it, but it's actually my voice. I swear ah, you guys, okay. so many people think that it's not my voice. I swear you guys like, oh, you see, like that's my no, voice. No. I know <laughs> it's your voice because it was your YouTube channel. Yeah. Okay, cool. You yeah, I don't really speaking on speaking about YouTube channels. I need to revive that. Um, I was really into like I was like, oh my god, I need to post my singing. Uh, when I was like 16, 15, <laughs> 16, uh, when I was like in high school, like my sophomore year, I was really into that. And um, I kind of just stopped because TikTok came out, and you know, posting videos on YouTube they take a lot of work. They take a lot of editing, and I think you understand. Like so many people understand that. And it's like, cool, okay, I'm not the only one that's crazy for mm-hmm. thinking that because like five, 10 minute, not even five, like 10 minute, actually, no, even five minute videos take a while. Even one minute TikTok videos take a while mm-hmm. to edit. So yeah, that's why I just, I need to just revive my YouTube channel, maybe put in some time to do it. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had the time due to the fact that I'm, you know, in college and just so much work and I commute to such a far place mm-hmm. and yeah. Okay. There's, there's importance. You uh, prioritize, you know, like it's mm-hmm. a lot of work. Like you mentioned, like I edit my episodes, so it takes time for me to create. I have to write. I have to record. You know what I mean? Like it's a mm-hmm. lot of work. Yeah. And people, some people obviously doesn't understand what comes behind it. So that's why when the pandemic happened, there was so much podcast that came out. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. And I can guarantee you now there's not much of them. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work, you know. I mean, I love doing this. That's why I continue to do it. But yeah, it's 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 work. It's it's not fun and games, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of singing, you sing like different languages. How many languages can you sing? Um, I can't even like count off the top of my head. It's just I just listen to a song, and I. I'm just really into like languages. I've always been very into linguistics. I, I'm not a polyglot myself, but I consider myself to be a polyglot singer because I don't see many people that do that. Um, I just like to listen to a song. I listen to the way that they pronounce things. This is how I kind of, I wouldn't say I perfected my Uzbek, but that is definitely how I perfected my, I want to say my grammar either, just like my pronunciation. Like I it's always been like this ever since I learned Uzbek at the age of seven uh, and I'm 20 now until this day, I'm still learning new things um, in the Uzbek language, but um, I listen to the pronunciation and I'm like, okay, it's like this, it's like, it's like whatever. And I, I kind of figure it out and I just go, but honestly, the best language to sing in, in my opinion, uh, for me uh, is Farsi. It's so soft. It's just so angelic. And I do sing in Uzbek quite a bit, not as much, but I do love Farsi because my dad, he speaks, well, both, both my parents, actually. My dad is just more efficient, uh, proficient in uh, Tajik, uh, the, the language that they speak in Uzbekistan, but mostly in Samarkand because my parents are from Samarkand. People always get shocked that I um, that I happen to know, and I put this in quotes, Aaron can see right now, uh, that I know Tajik, but I don't really, I know Tajik, but like, you don't have to be Tajik or you don't have to be Persian to speak a specific language. Mm. You don't have to be Persian to speak Farsi, in my opinion, uh, because like my dad's Turkmen and my mom's Uzbek, but they're pretty good at speaking the language because they grew up in the place that is very dominant in speaking it. But yeah, so Farsi and Uzbek, and I love singing Bollywood, the Hindi and Urdu languages. I absolutely adore and English, of course, but I feel like English just isn't as poetic that's why I don't sing in English a lot. Uh, I think this language is spit out now. Uh, Hindi, Urdu, and uh, Uzbek, and Farsi. Like, they're so poetic, so mm. angelic and beautiful. But English, not so much. And uh, Yeah. Let me just cut you off one second. So you're <laughs> saying that you only hear this music and then you can replicate how they say it? I guess so, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, like you to hear it and then just like replicate it. That's that's something else, dude. It's it doesn't come often. You know what I mean? Yeah, I try my best to do it, but um. Oh, and also Turkish. I wanted to add that, but hmm. uh, like I try my best to do so. It's kind of hard, but my dad he does that a lot. 
he sings in multiple languages. He sings in Tajik. He sings, he sings in, uh, in Uzbek. He sings in Turkmen, Turkish. Uh, and in my opinion, like, they're all just dialects. Like, when people say, oh, how many languages do you speak? It's not even how many languages I speak. It's more of, I speak this one specific dialect and it just kind of flows throughout all these dialects and it's just it just works its way out mm -hmm. when you sing in different languages which mm -hmm. essentially different culture have you ever been told that you are culturally appropriating a culture <laughs> yeah uh, once in a while when I sing never in in weddings though because there's a lot of it's it's there's a lot of unity like I said there's a lot of culture uh, in Uzbekistan. There's a lot of, especially from where my parents are from, Samarkand, um, there's so many people there and it's kind of okay for you to speak in these languages or sing in these languages because there's so many cultures. But on TikTok, apparently that's not how it goes. And you have to be Tajik to sing in Tajik. You have to be Uzbek to sing in Uzbek. And that's kind of BS in my opinion. Hmm. If if you really, I'm. I don't think. I don't think I ever appropriate culture by singing in these languages because, I. That, that's just my upbringing. Like my dad's a singer, so he sings in so many different languages, and uh, it's just it's perfect. And for me, it, I do the same thing. I basically replicate him, and it's perfect. So yeah, in my opinion, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you. It's not like you're singing it and you're pretending that it's your own it you mm -hmm. actually give credits to the culture so it's yeah. it's fine because that's that's the main issue with cultural appropriation is when you take out someone's culture and without referencing that culture that's a problem like like the, the recent post that you did which i didn't even know the ralph lauren mm -hmm. like, that's actually cultural appropriation exactly you want to talk about that a little bit oh my god so many so much to talk about and it's just cool to see the community, even though there was a lot of hate towards each community, um, like in a way, but uh, it was cool to see Uzbeks and Tajiks come together because mm. either way, they're still stealing from our identity and they're erasing our identity by basically getting uh, Ikat, Atlas, and Adras from either Uzbekistan or Tajikistan and using it for their own good and not even give a cent, just a cent, a millicent <laughs> uh, to either Uzbekistan or Tajikistan. And it's mm -hmm. just very annoying to see so. And it was just, it caught my attention when a friend of mine and also a follower of mine posted um, on her story. And I was like, oh my God, I have to make a video about this. Mm. And it kind of just, I made a script for it. I usually just make scripts for my videos because I can't just straight up talk like how I'm doing right now because I stutter and I, I always go like, uh, so mm. I just made the script and I just said it so perfectly and I posted it on Instagram and TikTok and whatnot. And not much later, I see people fighting in the comments like, oh, this is Tajik. Oh, this is Uzbek. Like, shut up, man. Honestly, get over yourself. We're all the same people. Everyone in Central Asia, they're all the same. I wouldn't say the same ethnic group. We're entirely different ethnic groups, but we're all the same peoples. Mm. And that's how it was in the Soviet Union. Uh, we were all the same peoples. We were all the same body. We were all just all together. And, um, but aside from the Soviet Union and whatnot, we're all just the same people. And it's so annoying because I saw the comments uh, on the post itself at Ralph Lauren on Instagram. Uh, I saw so many people just being so nationalistic and that's not the point of all of this. They, the point is they stole our design. Mm. They literally stole our material <laughs> and they're is. using it for their own good and yeah. they're pricing it at insane prices too. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to get sued by Ralph Lauren. Okay. Let's, let's put that out <laughs> before mm -hmm. I continue my thought, but these are insane prices, like 2000, $1,000, 1k, 2k, mm -hmm. um, insanity. Have you heard anything that that Ralph Lauren has created, done something, a step towards re referencing the culture or like saying sorry or whatever like that? Okay, so you didn't do your research enough, Mr. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like a couple, I'm not sure, no, not a couple days later, but a week later, someone brought to my attention that they actually did reference um, our culture, not our culture, but where it's from Uzbekistan and Tajikistan. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, perfect. I have to make a video about it to talk like, this is great. whatnot. 
I, I basically said, hey, this is so amazing. This is so cool. This is a great step in uh, Central Asian culture and representation and whatnot to see a, such a big company. I didn't say great, but a big company like Ralph Lauren. Uh, but it was just cool to see that. And I think it was because of the fact that we were spamming or maybe they saw my video, but I highly doubt it. I think we were just spamming their comments, but it made me feel so cool. We were all activists in that situation. And yeah, I saw on their website, but on their website, they did use Uzbekistan. They didn't say Tajikistan, but they said Uzbekistan. And I was like, okay, cool. Kind of a mega win because I'm Uzbek, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to get so many nationalistic comments from Tajikistan <laughs> in my DMs being like, oh, you stupid Uzbek, like, shut up, man. Um, but it was just kind of cool to see that. And it was cool because I felt like, like an activist. And ever yeah. since then, I kind of use that term now. Like I, I advocate and I'm kind of an advocate, uh, an advocate and an activist for Central Asia, but not really because I have, to, I, pr- I feel like I should get like a medal for that. So I'm not going to use that term, like, uh, like coin it or anything. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Before TikTok and Instagram, was there, what were you using to promote Central Asian culture? I didn't do anything to promote Central Asian culture when I was a kid. Uh, well, I wouldn't say two, three years ago. Um, well, not not two, three years ago, but like four or five years ago. In my opinion, I was a kid. Okay. Like I'm mature hmm. now. Like I'm I'm older now. But yeah. Well, no, I don't I, know about mature. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think I think YouTube, because hmm. I sort of did promote it in a way, but it was mostly just, I couldn't sing in Uzbek at the time because I felt like I had an accent, just a terrible accent, but not in the, not in the languages that I don't fully know or am fluent in, but uh, definitely YouTube. And if you guys, if you guys want to blackmail me in any way, go back to my old YouTube videos and send me screenshots and be like, is this you? And I'll be like, yeah, be with a stupid baby face and just a terrible haircut. Yeah, that's me. Um but yeah, I guess you could say YouTube, but either way, I didn't really promote it as much. Mm, for sure. <laughs> All right. You mentioned that you're an activist. Would you <laughs> sure. consider yourself a feminist? I I don't know. I don't think so. Because mm. I feel like I feel like there's so many actual feminists that are, you know, really like they're they're like promoting it, promoting it. So I wouldn't ever call myself like I'm a feminist because there's so many amazing women out there and men that promote uh, feminism. And I'm like, you go, they, them, girl, guy, you know, you go. But I feel like I can't really do that. Yes, you can. I mean, it's it's really just equality, right? Like they, yeah. women just want equality. That's pretty much it, right? Yeah. But it's cool to have, you know, advantages for being a woman too. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I ask about this because in an interview, you mentioned that, I quote, this world is infested with men and you view that as messed up. Can you elaborate on that? <laughs> Did I say that? Wait, which interview yeah. was this? Don't worry about it. <laughs> you're really, you're actually good with your research, Aaron. Oh my gosh. I definitely did not expect that. Um I think I said that in my WCA interview, my Women of Central Asia interview. And it, mm-hmm. yeah, it was that. I didn't even fully listen to the podcast. It was just so many. I think it was like a year or two ago. That's why I didn't like listen to it after it was posted on Spotify. But um, yeah, just it, it's just cool to see powerful women. And I'm just so annoyed to see. No offense, Aaron. Um but actually, no, 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 not you, not you. I wouldn't say men of color, but definitely white men, uh, you know, think that they're so powerful because of years of conquest and whatnot. I feel like people might say after this that I don't know what I'm talking about, but as a woman, it does get very annoying to see so much glorification for the male species and not for women because us women, we're amazing. We're so great. Yeah, they're, you guys are pretty cool, to be honest. Thanks, thanks, yeah. man. I but was yeah. raised by women, so oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I get I get along with women more than men, actually. Exactly. Yeah, it, but... it's just like it's just easier. I, I, mm-hmm. For me, it's easier. You know, it's funny because when I go to like a, like you know some people are like, why do you like women more? Like you get along with them, like because there's no drama, and then they'll mm-hmm. say there's a lot of drama. Well, but for yeah, me, it doesn't, you know, 
Yeah, there is drama. I have had friends uh, in middle school and high school and whatnot that just became such snakes towards me. Uh, and now that I'm kind of like, I wouldn't say going big on TikTok, mm-hmm. but now that, I've, now, that I've, now that I've finally created a name for myself, I see girls that I was friends with in middle school or high school that betrayed me. I say that in quotes. Um, but now they're just following me on Instagram and whatnot. And they're like, oh, hey, you know, trying to be my friend again. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, kiss my unibrow. Yeah, kiss my <laughs> unibrow. Some of those girls, oh my God. Some of those girls, they really hated me because I had a unibrow. Like, I was literally, uh, I think I started to actually get rid of that unibrow when I was like 15 or 16. But before that, I was a kid. Like, how was I able to do that? Well, you tell me, you, you don't know nothing. You're young, you know, like, trust yeah. me, if I post like pictures of me when I was young, I'm like, yo, come on, man. Yeah. What's up with the exactly. fashion, you know? <laughs> exactly. Especially since existing in the very early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's... <laughs> kids, are be- kids are mean, you know, because they're insecure. They are. You know, they're trying to pass on that insecurity towards other people. Mm-hmm. And so awful to see. What kind of friends did you have? Was it a mix or mostly Central Asians? No, no, no. I don't think I I don't think I had many Central Asian friends because <laughs> to be honest with you, I always thought I was too good enough to be friends with them. Like I was born in America, you know, like <laughs> like I am like better than you. Like I have a passport ever since that from birth, babes, from birth. But um no, I really thought that when I was like 12, 13. But um now that I'm older, I just want to reconnect with my culture. So I have so many Central Asian friends now. Like I have amazing friends like Camilla, uh Donna. Joshi, Joshua, uh, just so many cool friends of mine, and they're just so cool. Um, but when I was a kid, though, I did have a mix of a lot of friends because you know my upbringing from Brooklyn. Um, but I did have a lot of like Turkish friends, uh, Puerto Rican friends, uh, Pakistani friends, uh, other Hispanic friends, and um, white friends here and there, black friends. You know, it, we were all there was just you know. It's Brooklyn. You always have a ton of friends that are from different ethnic groups. and United Nations. Yeah, yeah, pretty much United Nations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it was just cool. But either way, like the girls were always just so mean to me because I had a unibrow and I was annoying. Like, I understand, girl. But um, were they white? These people? No, 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 no. Like I said, just a ton of different ethnic groups. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned women of Central Asia. Let's talk about that. Oh my god, I love, 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 love. I love all of them so much. The account that you're a creator-in-chief, what is it about? So it's just to kind of spread the message that this organization exists, this digital organization, Women of Central Asia, exists. Um, And, you know, it was started by college girls, young college girls. Uh, Diora is the founding member. She's amazing. She's a really good friend of mine. She's such a great person and very responsible. We went to the same high school together. I had no idea until recently, but mm. she's like two years my senior. So of course I didn't really know that probably two, three years, I think. And um, yeah, so it was just so cool to, for, well, th- they reached out to me. They really wanted to like uh, interview me and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, man, sure. Of course, women, woman, I didn't mean to say man, woman, of course. And uh, yeah, so we, we, we did this interview, which is now a podcast, which you guys can check out, you know, Women of Central Asia on Spotify. <laughs> a little promo there. But uh, yeah, so we did the interview. And then after that, uh, Diora, she came up with this brilliant idea. She said, how about you just continue like joining Women of Central Asia now? Just be part of the, you know, just you could kind of like take care of like our Instagram and whatnot uh, here and there. And maybe we could even do a TikTok account. And this idea, she just spit it out. And we we were really excited. But there was just so much going on at the time. This was like late 2000. I went, I, late 2021. I didn't want to say 2021. What am I, like 60? Um, but we, uh, yeah, we eventually, I created the, the TikTok account. And now I just post about, central asian content and there's i just think of these video i haven't posted a video in a minute because there's so much going on Mm -hmm. uh at the moment in my life 
And uh, I, I also just don't want to post much because it's currently the holy month of Ramadan. So I don't want them to be like, oh, like, you're not supposed to post during Ramadan. Because uh, like music is haram technically during this uh, holy month. And TikTok and social media kind of just brings out the negativity in certain people. So I just didn't really want to post much on the account. But um, I also just haven't had much ideas. But eventually I will have ideas. I do have a couple here and there. But um. Yeah, so just this, it's just so cool. I really like the organization. It's run by really cool girls, Connie, Diora, Sabina. Uh, well, Sabina, she left recently, I think. And uh, Aziza. And I feel so weird saying their names without an Uzbek accent, by the way. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just a great organization. I love it so much. And I will post more on the TikTok eventually, I promise you guys. Mm. So what's the next step for you guys? Um, they're currently trying to organize a mentorship program for, uh, I, I'm not sure if it's just high schoolers or maybe even middle school kids, mm. probably, probably just high school kids. I'm not entirely sure about that. I didn't really, you know, go into the logistics of that since, you know, I, I really just control their TikTok page and their social media and whatnot, but, um, they're just going, uh, you know, they're kind of looking for mentees right now. They have mentors set and ready. And yeah, if, I don't know if the deadline is extended, but I think you guys can still apply. I'm not entirely sure about that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you guys are interested, just reach out to Women of Central Asia on Instagram uh, with, well, it's W-O-M-X-N, Women of Central Asia on Instagram. So if you guys are interested, just check it out. Mm -hmm. Sticking with this, mm -hmm. giving Central Asian representation on social media is excellent. But have you thought of helping Uzbekistan in a more consequential way, like starting an NPO or NGO so you can help out the less fortunate citizens? I definitely want to do that later on. But right now, I don't have the power to do that due to the fact mm -hmm. that I don't have a sponsor and I'm too young. I don't know what I'm doing right now. Right <laughs> now, it's just to focus on the social media aspect of it and eventually tourism, which I'm very interested in. Uh, I haven't even been to the country at all. So... I think I'm just too young to focus on that right now, but mm. definitely when I have more power, when I have more of a name to myself, I absolutely want to do that because there is poverty. Poverty is a very common thing in Uzbekistan due to the fact that um, the economy is terrible. It's in shambles, but you know, everything else is great. Just not the economy. Um, but <laughs> I definitely want to do that later on when I'm older. Mm -hmm, for sure. I also heard you say that you want to reform the Uzbek culture. What do you mean by that? Because, um, you know, Uzbek culture has been very Sovietized, mm -hmm. very Russianized. And it's cool uh, to see certain people in Uzbekistan um, kind of just bring out the real culture of Uzbekistan, which is just how we are as people um, before the Soviet Union. And maybe even after the Soviet Union, you know, just like a mix of all of that, because just, it's just so cool. Like culture is just so cool, man. I just, I could talk about this all day. I love Uzbek culture so much, but it's just very important to reform the culture and to bring out, um, you know, bring out like an idea of where more people could learn about it and mm. just go to it when they're, you know, they really need representation. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, just Uzbek culture is cool. And I just really want more people to know. About it. What's an Uzbek thing that Uzbeki only do or the, like, you know what I mean? Like you, once a person does it, you'd be like, oh, that's Uzbeki. Okay. What do you mean by that? Like mannerisms or like speech? Yeah, something like that. Like mannerism, I guess when they talk with their hands a lot, like you just like you guys can't see me right now, but I'm talking to Aaron so much with my hands right now. <laughs> like, yeah, but Italians just, are famous for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like we do it with more nif, like uh, with like more like more of an anger twist to it because there's this. <laughs> see, I'm gonna I have I have something that uh, that's gonna back my my statement up because mm. there was this late comedian. His name was Tojiboyev. He was a stand-up comedian. And he said, <laughs> um, <laughs> which means if, if an Uzbek doesn't express themselves with their hands, then they won't rest well. 
within them. <laughs> and it's very true. Like we literally talk with so much anger with our hands. Mm. Like Italians, like they do the little, you know what I'm doing right now, mm. Aaron? Like mm. that, they do that. I, I wish you guys could see me right now, but Uzbeks, we, we're just very angry. We're very expressive. Mm-hmm. I don't know about angry, but expressive for sure. Yeah, yeah. So what's next for Malika? Well, I need to post more singing videos. <laughs> I need to start up my YouTube channel. And I really want to go to Cultural Style Week, which is in England. But hopefully, my dad allows me um, <laughs> to travel by myself. But hopefully, I can take a friend with me or something. Uh, I would have to talk about the... I would have to talk about the logistics of that with the actual um, manager of the Cultural Style Week. So basically, Cultural Style Week, if you guys are interested in partaking, um, basically, you can become an ambassador. And I reached out to them and I was like, hey, you know, I, I really promote uh, Central Asian culture a lot, especially Uzbek Turkmen culture. And I'm Uzbek Turkmen myself. So if you're really into my videos and whatnot, just let me be part of this thing. And you can become an ambassador by posting videos and being like, hey, this is my culture. You can send in an audition video. If you guys are interested, just look up Cultural Style Week on Instagram. They have an Instagram account. The the, found, the founder of the organization, her name's Candy. She's super nice. She has a very nice English accent. I really love her accent a lot. But anyway, um, so that's definitely something that I want to do. There's going to be like a private launch party that I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this. I, I think I, I think I'm allowed to talk about this, but there's a private launch party that's going to happen on the 21st in May. And uh, Candy said that I'm invited. She was like, of course you're invited. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. But hopefully my, mo- my mom and my dad allow me to go. But yeah, definitely that. Uh, and just so much that's going on. I will definitely be able to share that once more uh, on Instagram when everything is set and ready to go. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Before we close out, one more question. Mm-hmm. What do you wish more people knew about Central Asians? I wish they knew, well, obviously the culture, but how hospitable we are. Very hospitable. And it's just, it's so important to know about the history as well. Like mathematics derived from Central Asia, certain sciences, mathematics, definitely. Algebra, actually. Fun fact, Aaron. Uh, algebra came from Khorazm, Khorazm Uzbekistan, uh, from Al-Khorazmi. Uh, and he basically created Al-Jabr. Al-Jabr sounds sounds familiar, huh? (laughs) Algebra. Uh, And basically he created algebra, and nobody knows about that. And I need to make a video about that because nobody knows about it. But the history is so rich. It's so unique. I wish more people knew about the history, how hospitable we are. Um, I also wish that they knew about the amazing tourist places that come with Central Asia because it's so beautiful there. It's insane. It's just so gorgeous. There we go. Mm. Well said, well said. Any last remarks before we close out? Uh, thank you for having me on, Aaron. This is so amazing. This is like my official kind of podcast debut. <laughs> and I hope all of you get to listen to this. <laughs> me ranting about how much I love Uzbek culture and trying to let Aaron know about that. <laughs> so Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you all so, so much. And just educate yourself about Central Asia because you won't regret it at all. Mm, awesome. Again, thank you so much for coming on, Malika. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much, Aaron. I really appreciate it. Have a great day, everybody. Day, night, evening, whatever. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Again, Malika, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Aaron Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.